Hello everyone, this is the Theoretical Doctor, and today's topic will be on respiratory system in humans, the alveolar structure, and mechanism of ventilation. For notes and flashcards on this topic, do visit my website theoreticaldoctor.com. This is a recording from my video on my YouTube channel. Thus, if you want visual guided explanations, do visit my channel on YouTube, The Theoretical Doctor. Let's get into it, and I hope you enjoyed this recording. Here are some of the subtopics we will be focusing on. The human respiratory system, the structure of alveolus, the alveolar capillary barrier, and the mechanism of ventilation. The human respiratory system. The human respiratory system begins with the nasal or buccal cavities. So basically when we inhale air, we either inhale through the nose or through the mouth. So if it's through the nose, it's through the nasal cavity. If it's through the mouth, it's through the buccal cavity, which will then lead the air into the pharynx, into the larynx, and into the trachea, into the bronchi, into the bronchioles, and finally into the alveoli, where gaseous exchange occurs. So just a little function of each of these. So for the nasal cavity, it warms and moistens and also filters the air. So when you were to breathe in, first the air will be warm, moistened, and the hairs that's present in our nose, it will filter the air. So there are presence of cilia to prevent large particles from entering the lungs. And eventually these large particles will collect and that's where you get um, bogus in your nose or dirt in your nose. Next will be the pharynx. So the pharynx serves to connect the nasal and the oral cavity into the larynx, this part here. Over here, the larynx, it contains vocal cords for sound production. So like now I'm speaking, or if you were to sing, that's where the vocal cords are present. After that, it will move into the trachea. So this trachea, it allows the passage of air from the trachea into the bronchioles. So this part here is the bronchi, and then it will branch out into bronchioles. So it, there is C-shaped cartilage rings of the trachea, and this allows the continuous movement of air through air passage. Inside here, there will be goblet cells. So these goblet cells will secrete mucus. And this mucus will trap dust particles or microbial spores. So some parts here which are not filtered in the nasal cavity, it might end up in the trachea. So in the trachea, there will be further filtering to prevent um, these particles from moving into the lungs. So sometimes the person may cough up and you know there's phlegm. It's actually from the mucus over here, the mucus production over here. So from the trachea, it will branch out into the bronchi, left and right bronchi. And the function of the bronchi is to allow passage of air from the trachea to the bronchioles. Now in the bronchioles, it functions to allow passage of air from the bronchi to the alveoli. These tiny, tiny sacs over here, these are the alveoli. And the alveoli serves to function where the gaseous exchange occur. Alright, so this is basically what I talked about. So you can pause the video over here to read up again on the functions of each part. Now let's move on to the structure of alveolus. So I'll be talking about a few parts here, but we will begin with the epithelium of the alveoli. So the common knowledge that we have of alveoli is that it is one cell thick. Now it's not wrong, but it's not complete. So actually the alveoli consists of two types of cells. These two types of cells are called type 1 pneumocytes and type 2 pneumocytes. Pneumo meaning lungs and cytes meaning cells, pneumo, lung, 
white-side cells. Hence, the cells in the lungs are referred to as pneumocytes. Okay, so for type 1 pneumocytes, it comprises up to about 95 to 97% of the epithelium of the alveoli. It is large, thin, flattened, simple squamous cells. So type 1 pneumocytes are simple squamous cells and they form the thin barrier between the alveoli and the blood capillary. The main function is to allow gaseous exchange to occur. So it just functions as a barrier whereby there is a barrier but it's still thin enough for gaseous exchange to occur meaning carbon dioxide and oxygen can still diffuse through. After that you have type 2 pneumocytes. So type 2 pneumocytes makes up the remaining 3 to 5% and they're made up of simple cuboidal cells. So they have two functions over here. The first one, it acts as reserve cells to differentiate into new squamous cells whenever it is needed. So type 2 pneumocytes, they can become type 1 pneumocytes. So remember, type 1 pneumocytes are simple squamous cells function to allow gaseous exchange. Type 2 pneumocytes are simple cuboidal cells and they act as reserve cells, meaning they can differentiate, they can become type 1 pneumocyte. That's the first function. The second function is to secrete surfactant on the interior lining of the alveoli to decrease surface tension which prevents the alveoli from collapsing during exhalation. So this surfactant is like oil basically. It will keep secreting surfactant so that there is some liquid over there. So when there is exhalation, the alveoli will um, contract, it will become small. So to prevent it from collapsing so that it can um, later on stretch and then contract, stretch and contract, you need some lining, some oil inside there so it doesn't just contract and stop. So this surfactant is very important actually and it is reduced in prematurely born babies. So premature born babies are those babies born less than 9 months and especially it's seen in babies who are born through emergency birth. But nowadays, um, they do give injections of steroids to the mother before delivery if they have to deliver the baby prematurely. Hence, when the baby is born prematurely, they tend to develop difficulty breathing. Sometimes this happens over the years and they may suffer from asthma until adulthood. So this is a good way to remember the functions of type 2 pneumocytes. So again, remember um, there are two types of epithelium, type 1 pneumocytes, type 2 pneumocytes. And type 2 pneumocytes produces two cell types. Why it produces two cell types? It's made up of simple cuboidal cells and it can differentiate into simple squamous cells and they have two functions, reserve cells and also function to secrete surfactant. Apart from the epithelium, you have macrophages, elastic fibers, and blood capillaries. Macrophages, they phagocyte foreign materials such as microorganisms and dust particles. So some particles, they can still go through the nasal cavity, they can still bypass through the trachea, and they end up in the alveoli. So these macrophages will actually just um, phagocyte eat them up. And then you have the elastic fibers. It allows the up Optimum extension during inhalation so it allows the alveoli to completely expand during inhalation and allows the alveoli to recoil during exhalation basically it serves like a rubber band otherwise they would be start either being too enlarged too big and this is seen in people um, suffering from COPD so COPD is chronic obstructive pulmonary disease and you usually see these in older patients usually with history of many years of smoking or chronic smoking 
smoking. And finally, the blood capillaries to oxygenate the blood and remove the carbon dioxide. Alright, moving on, the alveolar capillary barrier. So the alveolar capillary barrier consists of these four. First is the epithelium of the alveoli. So the epithelium of the alveoli and then the basement membrane of the alveolar membrane and then the basement membrane of the blood capillary and the endothelium of the blood capillary so over here you have the epithelium of the alveoli and then you have the basement membrane of the alveoli and the basement membrane of the blood capillary and finally the endothelium of the blood capillary so epithelium of the alveoli basically is the cell of the alveoli so this is followed by the basement membrane and the basement membrane is actually where the epithelium or the cell grows so if you see there's a cell there's the epithelium or the endothelium just remember that it has to grow from somewhere so it grows from the basement membrane that's why it's epithelium first and then the basement membrane and then the basement membrane and finally the endothelium now is the mechanism of respiration or ventilation so the mechanism comprises of two action inspiration or expiration in terms of describing the inspiration and expiration processes these seven words are all you need to describe the full process so here's the sequence first you talk about a muscle and you comment on the external and the internal intercostal muscles what do they do talk about the rib cage talk about the diaphragm and the thoracic volume the air pressure what's it like inside the lungs the movement of the air is it coming in or out of the lungs and finally the volume of the lungs did it increase or decrease so let's begin with inspiration in inspiration the internal intercostal muscle relax and the external intercostal muscles contract during inspiration we breathe in air and when you breathe in air obviously you know air enters the lungs and it needs to expand so in order for that to expand the external intercostal muscles have to contract so when they contract they force the rib cage to move up okay so just remember this during inspiration the external intercostal muscles contract so when it contracts it pulls the ribcage out and the internal intercostal muscles have to relax so when this happens the ribcage move upwards and outwards to make space for the air coming in then the diaphragm muscles will contract so when they contract they become flat and they move downwards so now you have the ribcage moving up and out you have the external intercostal muscles contracted and you have the diaphragm contracted flattened and moved downwards so what happens is the thoracic volume increases this part here okay the thoracic volume increases so air pressure inside decreases because when the volume increases the pressure decreases now when the pressure over here decreases air moves into the lungs since the air pressure inside the lungs is lower than the atmospheric pressure so the air over here is lower than the outside air the air will move from a higher gradient to a lower gradient so air moves into the lungs what happens to the volume of the lungs well since air moved into the lungs the volume of the lungs increases so that's for inspiration now how about expiration
expiration. During expiration, we need to exhale air. We need to remove air. Okay, so follow this sequence again. So for expiration, now the external intercostal muscles relax and the internal intercostal muscles contract. So when it contracts, it pulls, right? Contracts basically means to become small, so it pulls. So during expiration, you want to force air to come out. So the inside muscle has to pull it in. That's why the internal intercostal muscles contract and the external intercostal muscles relax. What happens to the rib cage? The rib cage moves downwards and inwards and the diaphragm over here, they relax. So they, became, they become a dome shape and they move upwards. What about the thoracic volume? Well, you need to push air out. Obviously, the thoracic volume decreases. And what about the air pressure you need to force air out so the air pressure inside the thoracic cavity will increase because when volume decrease the air pressure increases so how about the movement of air the air moves out of the lungs since the air pressure inside the lungs is higher than the atmospheric pressure meaning the air inside here is higher than outside air air will move out of the lungs and what happened to the volume of the lungs well since air moved out of the lungs the volume of the lungs decreases so just go through again these are the sequence that you need to explain the whole mechanism of respiration or ventilation and this is basically what i explained earlier it's just a comparison so you can pause the video here and go through again if you need to rewind a bit and yep thank you for listening and i hope you've gained some value from this episode i would appreciate it if you could follow my podcast and my youtube channel the theoretical doctor do stay tuned for the following episodes, which will be posted every Tuesdays and Fridays. Till then, take care and I hope you have a blessed day.